Let's pray. Father, I ask that you would give us open minds, ears and hearts to hear your word, to hear your challenge and to uh, take it into the world as we go. Amen. Please be seated. So, we st- um, here we are today. We've kind of gone past Christmas and we're looking towards the new year. And the same with this passage. Today we're here in Luke 2 where we've uh, left the, the Jesus' birth narrative behind and we're now looking at the only passage in all four of the Gospels which take a glimpse into Jesus' childhood. So we, um, and we, within the, the narrative of this passage we see that switch that from the birth into his ministry. Seeing a switch from this infant child born in a, in a manger, born away from his home, born in crummy conditions, surrounded by livestock, a, a stepping stone towards his earthly ministry, a revealing of something of who Jesus will reveal himself to be, a snapshot, an idea, a small focus on who he is and who he will become. Um, This doesn't give us any great depth to the information about his childhood, but it does give us an insight into his character and his early understanding of himself. As Alan pointed out, he's only 12, and yet as we go through this passage, we will see he is confident in who he is, and he has a burning desire to be with his father, a burning, deep understanding of what that means for him and how he goes about his life. Um, we're going to skip over the, the fact that his parents forgot about him. Um, we're going to forget about the fact that it took three days to eventually find him. And we're going to focus especially on uh, verses um, 46, 47 and 49, which talk about what, hap- what Jesus says when he's in the temple, what Jesus does when he's in the temple, and the impact of those words that we can, so often in passages like this, we read them and we've read them so many times that we kind of run over them and just go, that's nice. But they have real deep power and significance and we're going to take a look at that. So, in verse, we're going to jump straight to verse 46. So if you want to have your Bibles open too, please do. It's always helpful when you're listening to a preacher to make sure they're actually sticking to the passage. And it's a good way of getting into use to not just listening, but reading and taking on board what the preacher's saying. So here in verse 46, Jesus is sitting among the teachers, listening and asking questions. So even to Jesus, who is fully human and fully divine... At this age, it is vital, it's part of his instinct to be sat in the temple with the wise uh, teachers, rabbis of the temple, to be asking questions and to be learning, it appears to be learning about scripture. But yet he has that deeper understanding that blows the minds of these, people, of these teachers. And I don't know about you, but I sometimes, you can sometimes kind of go, well, did Jesus kind of almost, you know, makes him sound like an alien, but land on the earth with all this information, suddenly know all this scripture. But yet, if he did, well, why would he need to go and sit and learn? And we see at the end of this uh, passage that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. So 
Jesus himself put in work to understand scripture, to understand uh, God, and to share and to challenge the people around him. Now we can sit and read those passages and hear the words that Jesus did that and kind of go, well, um, what does that mean for me? Surely, I mean, Jesus is Jesus. Um, This is, you know, why should he need to learn? Does he need to learn? Well, apparently, well, he clearly does. So therefore, it puts even more of a challenge to us as, as human beings, as mere mortals, that we need to grapple with God's word. We need to be sitting down, um, picking God's word up, chewing it over, making it part of ourselves, bringing it deep into our understanding of who we are and who God is. And even at this early age, as I pointed out in the introduction, Jesus had a strong, confident understanding of who he was. In verse 49 he says, Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Jesus is the only person in the Old and New Testament that refers to the tabernacle and temple as my father's house. This phrase uh, Jesus uses remarks as a strong identity that he knew he was his father's son, that he knew that his identity came from God. Yes, he's part of the Trinity and all that that means, but his identity as a human being comes from his father. This, this verse shows that Luke, uh, Luke shows us that Jesus had an awareness of his unique relationship, even at an early age. He wasn't kind of second-guessing it. It wasn't a maybe. He knew his identity in, in his father. And this is like, I don't know, quite... It's kind of one of those verses that you kind of go, well, if this is really what's going on, even at a very early age, Jesus is either crazy... Or is actually true. Either God is his father, and what we read in scripture is the truth, or even at this very early, early age, Jesus has a slightly strange understanding of who he is and how he relates to God and, and all those things. So Jesus is confident and says who he is and has a confidence about where he comes from and where he is going. So this is, this is these things are kind of very short and very simple. There's, we could go uh, to, into great depth of all the different things that are going on here. But I felt we needed, this needed to be a simple, focused message. But what does this all mean for us? Jesus is Jesus. Jesus is divine. Yes, Jesus should have a strong identity. He's part of the Trinity. Jesus should know scripture and want to do just scripture because as it's written at the beginning of John, Jesus is the word Jesus in the word became flesh but actually as uh, Mike picked up in his prayers we are at the end of one year, moving into a new year and I think the challenge that comes out for us is how do we spend our time do we know God's word, do we spend time Maybe not in the same way of sitting in the temple and uh, chatting with the rabbis. But do we spend time reading God's word, grappling with what it means, chatting with each other about a passage that we don't quite understand, but actually is deeply important and could have significance in our lives? 
as we've just been talking about in verse 49, Jesus has a strong identity about him being his father's son. Do we? Do we, those of us who are Christians, have a strong identity in our Heavenly Father? Or does our identity come from the things that we do, be it our job, whether we're in education? Does it come from our own earthly parents? Does it come from the things that we own, the things that we've done in the past? Or does it come from our Heavenly Father? Now these are big questions that we could just brush aside, but I really feel that it's important as we look back at at this year and move forward into the next year, that actually having our identity rooted in the Father, rooted in Christ, rooted in Scripture, can have such a significant impact in our lives. Because then we know where we're coming from and where we're going to. So that when we face challenges in our lives, we're not consumed by them because we know our heart is Jesus. We know our identity is fixed around Christ. It's fixed around the Heavenly Father. And not around the earthly things and earthly relationships or any challenges that come with us. And I believe we can have a stronger confidence in the situations that we face. I also believe it can have a significance in our confidence to share the gospel. Because if we truly know who we are in the Heavenly Father, we can have much more freedom and share, it, share the gospel more confidently. Now I realise there is, you can read a passage like this, and I can pick things like this up out of the passage and go, well, that was Jesus. This is a massive challenge, massive step for me to, to have my identity in the same way that Jesus did. But surely that's what lies at the root of the gospel, that we are freed from the earthly restrictions and renewed and given life into our Heavenly Father. We're given freedom from the things that hold us back in the world to freedom to truly know who we are, regardless of our life experiences, regardless of the things we have or haven't done, the relationships that have or haven't worked. When, those, when we fix our identity around those things and not around God, we become so much more swayed by the impact of things and lose our rooting in the Father. And I'm not saying these things because they're easy. I'm saying these things as a challenge. They're not easy things to do. We, have a, a, we all have busy lives, whether we're working, whether we're in education, whether we're retired. And it's so easy not to make a priority to sit down with God's word and to, to read it and to chat with people about it. But if we're truly going to grow in our identity in Christ, we're truly going to grow into the beings that God had designed us to be, then we need to do this. And I say all of these things as somebody who is very, can very easily put them to one side. As part of my job, I sit down and I read the word, God's word and I prepare lots of things for other people. But if I don't feed myself, how can I really feed other people? If we're not feeding ourselves with God's word, how can we really continue to grow and not get stagnated in our relationship with God? And all of these things are said not that they're simple, that you will go out of the door and that suddenly you will 
pick up the challenge of reading God's word every day or you'll pick up the challenge of rediscovering your identity in the Heavenly Father and putting aside those things. But as we are at the beginning of a new year, we can take that opportunity to take a step back and to think about the things that have got in the way of those two things. What impacts, what things have impacted us that mean we don't read God's word? We don't sit down and learn and grow in our own wisdom, not earthly wisdom of knowledge and fact, but growing up in heavenly wisdom of understanding what God is saying in Scripture, our understanding of who we are and what Jesus really is, fully is, fully did. I think this could be a sermon that could be very easy to to listen to and go, that's nice, and walk out the door. But you all have people in your lives that you can be accountable to. Jesus was ultimately accountable to the Father. We can become accountable to our, our, our friends, our family, to where it's the norm to talk about earthly things with our Christian friends. Make it the norm to talk about Scripture. For those who struggle with understanding God as Father, which is something I can identify with, our earthly experiences can sometimes get in our way of understanding the fullness of who God the Father is. God doesn't want to be tarred with the same brushes as we tar our earthly fathers with, or impacts with. At this point of old, one year ending, a new year beginning, take time out to sit down and think about and pray about and ask God, God to open your eyes to, do you see God the way God wants to be seen? Or have we restricted him? Have we restricted him to be the same way as our earthly fathers? Even if we've had amazing fathers, God is still far beyond that. I'm just going to, um, before I end, I want to take, uh, give you a space of quiet just to think about what I've been saying. To start a process that I hope you continue into the new year of thinking about how, uh, how you spend your time reading God's word and where your identity comes from. Just so that it's, what, it's not a sermon that is kind of let go of and left in here, but so that you take it out when you go. And then I'll end that in a prayer. Father, thank you uh, that because of Jesus our identity is renewed and refreshed and changed. 
Father, for those of us who are sat here, who, whose identity needs a spring clean, where we need to take a step back and rediscover who you are and how that impacts our identity. Would you help, tw- help us in 2013 for that to be a reality? Help us to seek you and to be challenged by you and to be counselled by your Holy Spirit. Father, where we have become tired, jaded with the busyness of life and that our priority of spending time with you and with your word has gone, would you give us in our hearts, in our minds, a renewed passion for your word, a renewed desire to make that time for you? And through that, would you help us grow deeper in our confidence of you, of ourselves, of the gospel, so that we may be a people who share it confidently, but also a people that live out the reality of the gospel in our everyday lives, so that in who we are and how we go about life would be just as much speak of the truth of the gospel as our words. In Jesus' name.